0: Hello, welcome to another episode of the Men's Wear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker. Today I am talking to the CEO and founder of Humanary, Sid Bavager. Humanary aims to build the definitive global destination for men that serves all their beauty, grooming, and self care needs in one convenient place. Their platform is an online marketplace which helps consumers find and purchase men's beauty and self-care products that work for them. They partner with many high-quality and prestigious men's beauty, men's skincare, grooming, hair care, fragrance and wellness brands from around the globe that sell their products on the Humanary Marketplace platform. The website? www.humanary.com, the place to go. But let's find out more about the brand from the CEO and founder himself, Sid Bavaja.
1: So I'm, I'm, as you said, the founder and CEO of Huminary, which we launched in October 2021 in London, um, and uh, we are trying to build a destination that provides the very best of uh, grooming, beauty, and self care products for men in one single destination. So think think of it maybe somewhat like a Sephora for men online. Uh, the truth is, obviously, something like that doesn't quite exist. So that's what we're trying to build. We're trying to plug a gap where we know that more men want to get into better quality self-care beauty and grooming products, but often traditional beauty retail will have very limited selections for men because you know beauty retail tends to be for, for better or worse, more geared towards a female consumer. And we're trying to actually level the playing field a bit by creating this more curated destination, make it very convenient. Also provide a lot of education and advice because, um, like me, when I first started uh, getting into my own self-care and grooming, I didn't know a lot. You know, a lot of us don't grow up with it. So we actually are trying to solve those those problems all in one destination.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad you touched upon that because that's what I found quite helpful on your site was that it's not just a place to come for and buy products, but there's also a baseline where people can start a journey with their skincare like grooming you know that i think yeah. it's taken for granted that guys should be knowing this stuff anyway that i don't know dads hand down this knowledge when they don't
1: <laughs> and that's exactly right that's funny that a lot of dads don't and, and and i think it's obviously changing different generations have different leanings but yeah the generation i'm com- from my father didn't teach me how to shave even you know it was something i just figured out on my own um and unfortunately, when I was growing up, I didn't even have YouTube to, to look on YouTube to see how it's done. It was just something you figure out and you make mistakes. Um, in fact, one of the one of the reasons why we started Huminary was first and foremost, I wanted to solve my own problem. I had a very frustrating experience for myself trying to find better quality product. And my, my specific concern at that point was the, the post-shave rash that I would get, the post-shave inflammation. In fact, the reason I even grew a beard was because I started to hate shaving so much that I thought I'll just grow a beard because then I have to shave a little bit less. I just have to do a little bit on the sides and then on my neck. But frankly, the 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 journey that I had to go through to try and find an aftershave lotion that actually worked for my skin and would not make my skin inflamed after shaving was so painful and so chaotic. I thought, how can it be this difficult? And I realized that there 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 are two reasons for it. One. No one ever taught me that if you have a better pre-shave routine, you will have less inflammation on your skin. You will be re- more prepared for a shave. So I was like, wow, like no one ever tells you that. Why don't they tell you that? And number two was even finding better quality stuff. You need to focus on higher quality ingredients. Uh, and not not everybody's skin is the same. So different products work for different people. Now, what you might find you buy it on, you know, the super supermarket stores or, you know, general pharmacies who will remain uh, unnamed they have limited selections. They have some some commonly and widely available product. It might work for you, but it, it doesn't work for me. So I had to go on a journey of finding stuff that works, and that was very difficult and painful, riddled with social stigma, riddled with awkwardness, walking into you know more more beauty oriented uh, stores, asking sales associates their questions, and then being not able to help me and educate me because they're not educated by the brands that sell in those in those areas right. to help people like me
0: yeah
1: and so yeah it actually came from my own experience and actually shaving is is one that a lot of guys face of course there are other aesthetic concerns they have but a lot of people struggle with sensitive skin after a shave and like it shouldn't be that hard to solve it (laughs) and so we thought why don't we start with that we we, that's why we created this kind of destination
0: and also it can be quite an expensive adventure as well when you're struggling to find the right product Uh, and you're kind of exploring and you're asking friends and you don't realize that like you mentioned there you can ask a friend what they use and what kind of grooming regime they have yet that's all well and good for their skin but that's completely different to what that product could do or react with your skin
1: or that's that's exactly right so and and a lot of people what they end up doing sorry to interject they end up trying out every single product that they can find in those limited aisles think about how much wasted money time environmental damage you do with like you know all this packaging you end up consuming and products you might have to throw away unfortunately. So it's just okay. it's it's gotta be different. It's gotta be easier than that.
0: The amount of gifting that I've given my brothers over the years of like like once use shaving cream, once <laughs> used blades. Yeah. I mean they've got a they've got enough of a pharmacy to start up on their own. So um <laughs> Sid, I'm curious talk about your background going into this. So you say the, mm. the brand's a year old, what was your gig before coming into this?
1: Oh, great question. I uh, was actually at a company called Just Eat before this. Um, I was a senior director there um, for f- about five years. So Just Eat is a marketplace. It connects restaurants to people that want to buy take uh, takeaway food. And before that I was at another marketplace company called Via Gogo, which is a uh, place that connects, Sellers of tickets to people that want to buy tickets to live events. So my background is in building marketplaces, e-commerce businesses from a variety of different angles, operations, commercial, um, some stuff on marketing. And um, that experience was actually relevant in launching Humanary because actually, at the end of the day, we are a marketplace. Humanary is a two-sided marketplace that connects brands that make products for the male consumer. A lot of gender neutral brands have also recently joined us because they'd like to get more, uh, more of a balance in their customer base, m- more more men using them, not just the you know the traditional female leaning that they had. And um, so the experience was, if you can build a two sided marketplace where there is a good assortment, a good choice of products, and a convenient experience, you can actually pull a lot of customers into that place as well, because. When you aggregate both the, the brands or the, the people that are creating these products and the customers in one place, you unlock a lot of you know, positive network effects. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people then come to that destination and say, look, this is where I start and discover. This is where I figure out what's good for me. And then they can go on their own journey after that.
0: Right. That's interesting. And so you have numerous brands on this portfolio called Humanary. How do you vet the brands? Is there a criteria? Is there something it's, that needs uh, to be uh, met?
1: Absolutely. There are a few things we look for um, and there'll be instances where we will be flexible. But the first thing we look for is we want to find brands that have a real story and a real value set. Uh, So I'll dig into that a little bit. The value set could be anything such as they focus a lot on sustainable packaging. They focus on vegan cruelty-free formulations. Maybe they are um, focused on it being more organic and natural and not um, chemical But that's not, you know, for us. That's the that's the definition of a strong value set. They know what they're going for. There's a very clear understanding of what their products are, and their provenance is very strong. Mm. The second thing we look for is um, a focus on a more premium experience, a higher performance. So we we don't have uh, the the more commonly available products that are geared towards men that you might find in places like Boots or Superdrug or Frankly, even Amazon, and that's deliberate because we want to create a differentiated offering. We want to mm. showcase to people products and brands they may not have thought about for men. Uh, a great example is a brand that recently joined us called Heckles. They make, um, you know, their their inspiration is ingredients that come from the ocean and from the sea. Mm. So they they'll they'll have marine algae extracts. They'll have you know uh, collagen that's made from those kinds of ingredients to. Uh, create creams, eye creams, and, and uh, skincare products that help with anti-aging. So we're trying to find brands that have a premium leaning, um, have a, a very clear story, and will generally be higher performance because they they will not go cheap on ingredients, they will not um, compromise on formulations, and will, in the long term, be our partners in educating more customers, the male mm-hmm. customers, because we think the biggest gap in this in this industry is the education piece i think mm-hmm. a lot of men have the desire to to look better feel better but it hasn't really become a necessity yet for them they're not actively doing it day to day and the gap between the desire and necessity is education
0: yeah and that's great because they can then be the mouthpiece for you guys as in if these guys are doing all the explaining and the exposition, as it were, for how to get a better skincare regime. Yeah. Kind of saves you doing all those hard miles in between all that. And it's interesting what you said about the ingredients as well. Uh, My sister is actually just starting up a skincare brand. She's been a beauty therapist for 20-odd years, and now she's doing a course and she's starting her own uh, product, as it were. And she was... <laughs> because I've had my head in this for like about five years by doing podcasts, yeah. talking to people like you and brands and whatnot, I, I kind of know a thing or two. Um, and so I said to her, like, you've got to have some kind of USP, like I think the provenance, like you said, it's got to right. have some really good place of origin. I really like the fact that you're obviously a beauty therapist; you know your onions. But you exactly. have to have like a, I don't know, like the X ingredient, like an ingredient that yes. somebody goes, "Well, what is that and what does it do?" And so I yeah. said look you live in a village uh, the same village that we grew up in for the last 40 years of our life go to the farmer next door see if he's got any honey and just say right i'm i'm putting that in or some kind of like uh, mm-hmm. x x factor there uh, that people can go oh yeah i bought this product because she sourced xyz locally in the farm next to the place you grew up in you know i'm i'm kind of paraphrasing that but
1: i like, think you're giving such good advice to, to your to your sister because um it's what it, it's it's a growing trend there there are a few trends that are defining I think the consumer of 2022 and beyond and one of those trends is um, shopping by value right you you want to look for stuff that might be locally sourced that might have uh, a very specific ingredient type or has to be vegan for example for some people it has to be sustainably packaged and delivered in an environmentally friendly way to their home if they're buying it online so there's that I think is the one of the hallmarks of the the consumer of the future, much more educated and much more in tune with what they're buying, and not doing it because marketing made it easy for them to simply. And I think for a lot of them, this is a genuine thing. If you, for example, find a brand that is claiming false things like we do this, consumers will will very quickly know that this is false, and and mm. that brand will get canceled very quickly. And so yeah, yeah, it's 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 sometimes hard to find uh, brand owners that are so genuine and so committed and so passionate about one specific thing. I think you're giving very sage advice to your sister.
0: I um, will play her this podcast and say, this, is, do. Yeah. this is what you need. There's a very
1: interesting mean. brand. Maybe she can take inspiration from a brand that works with us called Pellegrins. They make skincare products from grape extracts that are grown in the English countryside.
0: Grape so you can extracts?
1: Have grape, grape extracts. So you, you can, you can have, um, English Pinot Noir grapes in your, in your skincare. Uh,
0: All I've got to do is say Pinot Noir to her and she's on board.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: There you go. Um, Yeah. No, I do think there needs to be something like, like a story that you can hang your hat on when I think it used to be like t-shirts or clothes. It would be like peacocking. Someone would go, well, what's that that you're wearing? Or what's that badge mean on your lapel? And then you'd be able to kind of have a conversation stimulator, but people like to have things with an origin story and they like to, you know evangelize about that you know for sure uh so i was going to ask you said um what is the model for Humanary in terms of like how does the model work you have these brands on your portfolio is it kind of like an affiliate scheme maybe you can drill down on that
1: uh yes absolutely we uh we're, we're a marketplace so the way that we uh make money is by charging a commission to the brands uh on sales that they get on our platform very simple uh but we built it in a way uh, where it is much more partnership oriented as opposed to the traditional beauty retail approach which is underpinned by the wholesale buying model so we don't we don't actually hold stock for the most cases we don't buy we don't purchase for the most most part because actually we want to focus much more of our time our effort and investment on helping brands tell their story and the, and showcase the value of their products and therefore what works really well for us is we charge a commission when we are able to drive a sale so it's really a win win uh, for brands, often when you're working with a on a wholesale model for brands, they will give up anywhere from 50 to 60% of their retail price to a wholesale buyer. So they're giving up a huge chunk mm. of their commercial value to a wholesale buyer who may not really be interested in the brand story as much as they should be in theory, because they're much more incentivized in moving units. And often that's when discounts get, get very prevalent. Mm. I think a lot of the brands we speak with, they hate discounts, and so do we. I and mean, they hate, you know, discounts will take away from the true value of the product. Yeah. Right? They, then the story becomes much more about discounts. And when discounts evaporate, the customer goes away. It's like right, empty yeah. calories. Oh yeah. So our model is commission-based, where we charge a commission if we can drive a sale. So we have to work hard to actually get the customer in, show them the value, get them to, you know, part with their money on our platform, purchase the product. After it gets delivered, then the, then the brand gets paid. And therefore, uh, with with the brands, we are able to, on an aggregate basis, share a bunch of insight and data to help them grow their grow their sales with us. Uh, and uh, we are we often collaborate on marketing because one of the other models that's unique about us is the commission rate for the brand goes down over time as they do they do more business with us. Oh, okay. Where again, in the wholesale model, typically a wholesale buyer will ask you for more margin if they might buy more from you. Yeah. We yeah. said, actually, let's flip it on its head. Let's make it more beneficial for the right kinds of brands that are really loved by customers to pay us less but then they are actually accessing more customers they are able to get their products in the hands of more people who are benefiting and and loving the experience and so yeah so we we built it in a more partnership oriented method as opposed to the traditional approach which is you go buy on wholesale and then you negotiate margins back and forth all the time and kind of forget about the customer you forget about the brand story and the provenance etc cetera, etc
0: cetera. and i guess that's also a good way to nurture relationships because you want to be working with these brands for the long Absolutely. term right you don't want to be just coming in hard and fast and going let's just make a quick buck and we'll see you later next year it's got to be Absolutely. you know so Absolutely. i guess the conversations get easier the more you can uh, you can promise them and how beneficial it will be for them to be on your platform
1: Absolutely. And some, some very, uh, I think, reputable brands have trusted us. Um, and so we're very fortunate to be working with some amazing brands. You can see some of them on our website, humanary.com. Um, and they, they're trusting us because they believe in the long-term potential of changing the industry, not just econo- the economic model, but also that idea of educating more male customers to come in, you know, and, and changing the way beauty is viewed. Uh, today, it's a very gendered category. Mm. Um, we would like for it to be not so gendered, actually we would like for there to be a level playing field.
0: But would that work though? Because, I mean, are we talking like the difference between male and female skin? And guys typically have tougher skin. So you yeah, yeah. need products that are targeted to do the job as it were. Would it work to have some kind of genderless product?
1: Absolutely, I think, um, first of all, that's a great question. Um, you're, you're right that men have different skin on the on on average. You know, Men have slightly thicker skin, uh, different even production and and so the oiliness levels can be different pores are on average maybe a little bit bigger but on a, on a lot of levels um you know there are things that can be what we would say gender neutral for example hand wash or or body wash or uh, frankly even sometimes hairstyling products like sea salt spray it doesn't have to be male or female it could be for anyone you know um we work with a few, I'd say, you know, the gender neutral brands, Five Dot Botanics um, or like Messiah and Eve. These are products that can be used by anyone. We we recently started working with a brand called Emmeline. They make lipsticks and, um, you know, lip paint and things like that or nail polish. And they've started selling more muted nude shades to, to men who want to, to to wear makeup. And frankly, that's completely fine. Why shouldn't wear why shouldn't men wear makeup, um, regardless of their, their, their orientation or their, or their race or their background, it should be very open for anyone to do it. I mean, men's makeup is one of our fastest growing categories. And actually when you're talking about men's makeup, when you talk about things like concealers and, um, you know, uh, you know, those kinds of products, frankly, they can be gender neutral. Why not?
0: And also, it just kind of opens up the playing field and makes it easier, I guess, for, for guys and girls if they're going for a product that they don't feel like, oh, this has to be worn by a dude or this has to be worn by a chick. I would say that all the time when I used to work in a uh, slightly slightly different, but when I worked in a, a fashion shop in Cambridge, we were very strict around the seasons. Like, oh, you know, we've got the spring summer coming in now, we've got the spring, like autumn winter. Yeah. You know, you had like the four blocks And then you'd have the clothes that would be orientated around that. And like, you know, as soon as you had a couple of months go by, everything then lands in the sale. But it might be still cold as balls in the summer in the UK. And yet we've got the coats on sale. It just made no sense. So I don't know. I feel like we've kind of done away with things that we like to put in boxes. Mm. Things that we like to categorize and go, well, this is that because now we can identify it and give it a name. Whereas people are like, well, I'd rather have the right thing and save the money than have something that's just got, you know, a certain branding on it. That means it must be for me. But.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You're totally right. In fact, that's uh, one of the reasons why we called ourselves humanary and not something that was maybe you, you know could have come up with something much more, Traditionally masculine, like the I don't know. I'm not. I'm gonna make anything up, but we said we're a man, (laughs) right? (laughs) Exactly. you know that would have been, frankly, maybe even an easier sale uh, because then you're like you're so in a box. But frankly, we wanted to change that. We wanted to change the the social narrative a little bit in our in our small way, and so we called ourselves Humanary, which comes from human apothecary. It's an apothecary for humans and not just from. Frankly, yes, our product catalog is geared towards the male audience because we want to educate, want to change the way that men consume these products in this category. But we're, we're, you know, forty percent of our sales come from females. Do you make your own products? We do not. No, we, we do not make our own products.
0: You know quite a bit about it, though. Are you tempted at some point down the line? This might be an avenue for you. <laughs> I'll
1: never say never, but um, I am very conscious of the fact that we know very little in terms of the. You know, first of all you might already know this you speak to a lot of uh, brand owners in this in this category it's an intense process to come up with high quality products often you can be formulating for 3 to 4 years testing and improving and enhancing before you take a product you really feel you know you you are proud to take to market um, that's not my core competence for sure uh, and so i'm i think it would be a long time before we would be ready if we were to ever do it we certainly don't want to compete with any of the brands that sell on our platform. I think we're very conscious of that. If we say that we're going to be real partners to them, a real partner would never stab someone in the back. So yeah, we don't yeah. want to be seen as, oh, now you come with your own product and you're stabbing us in the back. We don't want that to happen. So okay. if we ever did it, there would be a very good reason for doing it. And it would be done carefully with the balance. And and most importantly, something that we think customers would absolutely love.
0: Yeah. Well, you don't want any unnecessary conflict, as you're just growing the brand, I suppose. And sure. you're right. Again, just looping back to my sister, the the price of getting something like this off the ground. She was saying, that like, she just got the the quote in for the branding alone, and that was astronomical. And I said, well, that actually does make sense because this is what people will be looking at. I mean, we do yeah. judge things by the cover. We shouldn't do, but True. we True. will do. So, uh, yeah. But the you know the the principal rounds of testing. You know the second round, third round. I mean, it just it you do need to uh, deep pockets, I'd say, or a good angel investor to get something like that going. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Sid, I had a go on the uh, the bespoke part of your website. Um oh, yeah. Just yesterday, and I just had the results come through as uh, as we were on the blower here. Um, so yeah, can talk about that. I really like the idea of, and it just takes a, about a minute to fill out, and you can kind yeah. of bespoke describe the the products that you'll need that'll be suitable for your skin. So how did you come up with that?
1: So we uh, we knew that a lot of, again, this is stemming from the idea that a lot of male consumers specifically struggle with knowing where to start because this is, this is again, not a very common activity to go researching uh, online for a lot of things. And often people feel overwhelmed when they see maybe too much choice and they're like, I don't even know where to start. So this was our small attempt in helping people find a starting point. And we know this is not the end of their journey, that there, there, there will be a journey they will go on, but it's our attempt to make the starting point a bit easier. Uh, we also deliberately decided that we weren't going to use algorithms in the first instance to showcase results because it would have actually been from the, the background I come from it would have been easier for us to plug in some sort of artificial intelligence mechanism to say, okay, you give me these answers and suddenly I pop up to you yeah. instant responses. And often what a lot of platforms do, they just pop up to you with their, their best sellers because they just want to keep selling more of what's already selling. It's easier. Right. So I've found personally that, you know, that you, you take a quiz, uh, you answer some questions then you get a bunch of recommendations, especially if it's powered by a machine or some algorithm, it's not as authentic. So we said, actually, we'll take the, the harder out. We'll take the answers. We'll then actually have someone on our team who's a concierge to go through our catalog, match some of those high level requirements and come up with a bunch of recommendations. And then also hopefully give you some reasoning why we thought this would be ideal for you. And of course, there's still going to be some level of trial and error because we can never get it right because we're not building you know, a 360 point profile on you. We're asking you some very high level questions, mm-hmm. but at least we think this way um, will help you get started with in an ideal world, with products that are right for you, so that you come back to to get more and then build out your your routine or your your regimen for your your self care.
0: Nice, I dig it. I dig it. I like the uh, the idea. I like the engagement, and it kind of gets you thinking as a consumer as well. Yeah, you're not just buying blind in the wind. You're thinking, well, what what is my skin type? You know, and yeah. also one one question that I thought was quite pertinent: What are your biggest concerns? Now, that could be somebody could just go, well, I, I'm I'm a bit too vain to say it's just my bags under my eyes and my wrinkles, but really, that could be it for for, yeah. for anyone, and probably is. Yeah, it. it's actually
1: a very widely reported concern. To be to be honest, it's one of the the big things, and of course, the benefit of doing it online is it's discreet. You yeah. don't have to tell yeah. anyone that you know this is your concern. It's it's going, you know, you it, no one's going to then come back and attribute that back to you in any way. It's all pr- uh, privacy uh, protected. So, yeah. frankly, d- uh, one of the big things we found that. Uh, especially the male consumer, they prefer it to be online because there's a lot less of that stigma and judgment that they might feel in an in a in-person environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're getting a response from a human, from from a person, from concierge that is trained and understands the the information about the ingredients and the products and is giving you information that hopefully will help you get started in, in this discreet way. So no shame in having that concern. Have mm-hmm. baggy yes, it's okay. There are solutions out there for it. Your patient uses the right products. You can solve those things and, and really feel that confidence.
0: Well, I'll go through the email with uh, great zest. As a, I think there's I a five pound off coupon as well that I might splash out on. <laughs> anyway, said sure. um, yeah. great talking to you. Uh, Humanary.com, the place people can go, and Humanary ery on the end of human and we'll put all the links over on the show notes at menswearstyle.co.uk over time so it's great having you on thanks for Lovely taking the Peter
1: thank you. Cheers, thank you thank you very much
0: Been listening to the Menswear Style podcast, be sure to head over to menswearstyle.co.uk for more menswear content and email info at menswearstyle.co.uk if you would like to be a future guest on the show. Finally, please help support the show by leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Until next time.